Welcome to Low on the Go, a podcast about all things on the go. This podcast will start off mostly in the travel space, but I'm definitely not trying to niche down too hard too fast. My goal is basically to encourage a life full of energy, exploration, and adventure. And honestly, I want people to feel a little less alone in the world. However, all of this may look in podcast form. I'll be talking about travel, on-the-go recipes, and taking care of your brain. So yeah, that means some mental health shit. And probably more. A little about me, I'm a 20-whatever-year-old who has traveled to just over 20 countries and has lived in four cities. I've learned a ton about the best way to pack for airplanes, how to travel cheaply but still be bougie as fuck, and I've met a lot of people along the way who know a lot more than I do, and thank God they've offered to be on this podcast. I hope you listen and leave feeling inspired and equipped to take risks, chase your dreams, and stay on the go. Until next time, XL Low. So this might sound kind of cliched, but I feel like part of getting over your fear of traveling by yourself, especially as a woman, is realizing that you deserve to take up space. This is episode two of Low on the Go, It's a travel podcast, it's a gluten-free food podcast, it's a figuring out your shit in your 20s podcast, and it's a space where I like to talk about how I travel, and that sometimes is as a solo traveler, and I like to bring on guests, and I interview them and talk about learning languages and finance and being citizens of different countries, and that's pretty much it. So today it's just going to be me, and it's weird because it's like 11.30 at night, and I don't know about everyone listening, but I'm a night owl, and I'm learning that when I get an impulse or an idea to talk about something, even though I'm like, Lauren, you have to have this routine of going to bed at 10 and waking up at 6, which I don't follow, by the way. Um, If my brain comes up with with ideas at this hour, just, like, follow what works for you. So I usually like to kind of map out what I'm thinking about and what I'm going to be talking about, and maybe I should have done that. But I just got this idea of... Like, how do you, how do I travel by myself as a woman when maybe traveling isn't something I've done a lot of? And the idea of traveling by myself is really scary, you know, let alone with someone. Um, And there's a lot you can do to prepare yourself from like a logistical standpoint, such as making sure you have transportation planned out and different countries do different do transportation differently like in the states it's really common to fly around to different states because the united states is just so massive but in europe i found myself taking buses by myself and taking trains by myself and i think honestly in your mind when you're thinking about traveling you have or like maybe i just do before I started traveling by myself and even now sometimes I have this like picture of me 
in like a dark train station with nobody else there and it being like late at night and this can be anywhere this can be in the states like literally anywhere traveling by myself and just like (laughs) I don't know just being in this like dark dangerous situation and I think first to realize like that's not what it's like at all um especially if you book you know your bus ticket or your train ticket for daylight hours which I suggest doing if you're solo traveling recognizing like there are a ton of other people doing this a ton there are families with little kids there are other solo travelers you are going to be surrounded by people and absolutely be aware of your surroundings like you would be on the subway in New York or even if you know you're driving down the freeway be aware of what's going on around you but sorry I have a little cold but the likelihood that something's like gonna happen is so low now that has to do with with transportation so we've sort of gotten that kind of you know a little bit out of the way travel during the daytime recognize in your mind that there's going to be other people there. You're not the only one there. And you're certainly not the only one by yourself. The other one is um, hotels, accommodation. And I remember the idea of staying at a hostel, probably because they don't really exist in the United States that much, um, was kind of terrifying for me. Hold on. (coughs) It was a little scary. Um, I always stayed at Airbnbs. I always stayed at, like, I mean, not really hotels because your girl balls on a budget. So mostly Airbnbs with friends just felt safer. But honestly, staying in a hostel kind of, kind of made me feel safer in a way. And let me explain that. When I've only stayed at maybe four or five hostels in my whole life, but similarly to being in a train station when you stay at a hostel and you're by yourself there everybody is like you like everybody not maybe not everybody but most people especially if you're like in Europe or Central America um now those are the only two places I've been I've heard it's really similar in Asia and South America um these are such common places to backpack because, uh, what do you know, in Europe, transportation's actually cheap because quality of living is better. Sorry, America. But so many people, like, backpack around Europe and travel around Europe and stay in hostels, and they're young and they want to explore, and they're doing it potentially on a low budget, or they just graduated from college, or they whatever it is and you you go into this hostel and it's kind of like a hotel but like kind of like summer camp vibes you like you check in you get your room you share you some you can sometimes get your own room it's usually more expensive or you share a room and I think it's fun to share a room especially if you make friends with the people that you're staying with um And oftentimes it's like a bunk bed kind of a situation. Um, And 
that's probably the most uncomfortable part is like, like bring a padlock because oftentimes there's lockers and you can lock up your stuff, which obviously I suggest doing. It's like the fear of having something stolen is like the biggest part, but that's not to jinx it. Like I'm finding wood to knock on. That's never happened to me. Um, and I was going to give like a tip, but I've heard that this by doing this, it's like bad. I don't know. I feel like I put my passport in my like pajama pocket because that's like, nobody's gonna (laughs) hopefully steal it there. And I'm, I tend to be very paranoid. So like for me to say all of this as somebody who tends to like err on the super paranoid, like cautious side, not paranoid, but I just tend to be really cautious. Um, I was not raised with adventurous parents, like in this kind of a way, like food adventurous. Sure. Uh, accommodation traveling adventurous uh no like like my dad dropped me off at the airport and like cried as I went to Chicago (laughs) at like 19 years old (laughs) um so no kind of sheltered so like for me to say this and be able to do it like these are the things that kind of like talked me down but um yeah so I sleep with like my passport in my pocket my phone is by me and then packing light absolutely pack light I so maybe some people haven't heard about this or seen this but I preach backpack traveling you think you can't do it but sorry to swear I'm a bougie bitch I love my clothes I love my fragrance I love my little heels and my outfits and accessories and all my little hair products I love them so if I can do this, you can do this. There's a way smaller fear of having your stuff be stolen because you can lock it away. It's so much easier to travel. And when you're traveling light and like without a bag and just backpacks, you have no worry of like leaving your suitcase or having someone like snatch it or something. And again, none of this has ever happened to me. But that's like a thought that I have in my mind if I have a suitcase is like, oh, someone's just going to run up and like wheel it away like a little gremlin. (laughs) Um, But that completely went away when I started traveling, when I started traveling with backpacks. And um, especially if you're traveling for like a longer period of time, you can get a backpacking backpack that goes on the front and then a smaller, littler backpack that goes on your front kind of like balances you out and it's actually a lot um more comfortable than you would think it is just make sure you get fitted for your backpacking backpack okay sorry I went off on a tangent there back to hostels um I have never felt like scared or uncomfortable in a hostel even if I've been solo traveling the other really cool part which this is the part that's not talked about enough because our like fear of the unknown and of, like, stories and whatever, like, completely overshadows all of the super amazing, brilliant, beautiful stories that happen from staying at hostels. Like, when I was in Toulouse, this was literally my first solo trip, and I don't actually know if people know that. I went to Toulouse uh, in France, and I was by myself, and I was so scared, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to stay at a hostel. Airbnbs are kind of expensive, and I went there, checked in, super easy, and, um, you I went out just by myself and explored the city it was it was weird it felt weird but it felt great and then I came back and like 
seven people were sitting in there's like these common areas oftentimes there's common areas with couches and sofas and there's usually like a full kitchen and sometimes they serve breakfast and um make coffee and stuff like that so there was I walked in and and like everybody was hanging out and it was so cool because it was all these people from all these different countries and you know one guy was from Turkey uh there were some girls from Ireland um a couple of Americans I'm actually still um, like decently close friends with my friend Brandon, who's from Denver. Shout out Brandon. He's for sure going to be on this podcast. His life is fucking crazy. And I'm so excited to hear his stories. And he speaks multiple languages, of course. And da, 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 da. I'm very unimpressive in comparison to my friends. It's very disappointing. Um, anyways, <laughs> so met these people and these are, this is like how you meet your friends when you're traveling. And especially if you're meeting other backpackers, backpackers like don't have a schedule a lot of the time. Sometimes they do, but sometimes they're just kind of like winging it and going with the flow. And um, that's not comfortable for me, but I'm learning to like be comfortable with that. I'm saying like a lot. I'm so sorry. So I'm just getting very excited about this. So met these people, had great conversations. We ended up going out that night, like went to the river, found this really cool brewery and we all just kind of got along. And I had plans to go back to Lyon where I was living at the time, but I have heard so many stories. Actually, this happened when I was in Costa Rica last September. I went there with my friend Katya, who again will also be on this podcast because obviously. And we when we were in Costa Rica, she met these two guys from Spain and they were really cool. And none of us really had an itinerary. Like they kind of did, we kind of did. And our itineraries were similar. So we kind of just decided to do everything together. Um, If we wanted to go to the hot springs and do that together, that was awesome. And then if we wanted to split ways for a bit, we could, but we always met up with them for meals or whatever. And we ended up in this beach town called Santa Teresa together. We checked into this amazing hostel and I can't remember what it's called. It's like called something beach hostel. Santa Teresa has kind of like Tulum vibes, but Tulum maybe like a few years ago before it became where everybody from Coachella goes. A <laughs> um, whole podcast on Tulum. Oh my God. So we went there. And we ended up getting a room together because we all knew each other and we all trusted each other. And there was a room with four beds and there were four of us. So it was really cool because we were able to first like meet new friends, people that we ended up going to the beach with at, you know, two in the morning and playing games with and making coffee with and doing all of, you know, this stuff. And then when we got to the hostel, it ended up being a little bit cheaper to stay there since we were able to split an air-conditioned room and when you get air conditioning in Costa Rica let me tell you you do not say no to it but I think that that's just such like a cool beautiful experience and if we would have if Katya and I would have you know booked an Airbnb in advance which we definitely did earlier in the trip because of me so thank you Katya for having me go outside of my comfort zone um this hostel kind of was just another part of bringing us together. And we played board board games until like six in the morning. And <laughs> I had my first four loco, LOL. Um, and I think that 
hostels are just a great way. They're a great like community community oriented place where you can meet other travelers, meet people from from different countries. And then like if you want, because a lot of people that are traveling and backpacking just don't have an itinerary. I've heard so many stories of people just like continuing on together and traveling to different cities within a country or to even different countries together because they met at this hostel and then just became friends and like how could you not how could you not want to do that I think that's that's like the point of all of this is to open yourself up to meeting people and and then sometime in the future you know if you if you stay in touch and that's what you feel is right in the moment and if you're from different places you can go visit each other and like my friend Brandon he's he's living in Europe right now and if I wouldn't have gone and stayed at that hostel like I'm probably gonna go to Europe soon and we're probably gonna meet up I say probably like a million times we're probably gonna meet up somewhere and that wouldn't have happened if I didn't have the freaking cojones to travel by myself and stay at that first hostel. The world is such a big place and it's such a small, small place and you never know who you're going to meet. And it's such a cliche to be like, oh, just put yourself out there and whatever. But I, I honestly think like when you, when you travel by yourself, you people always say you don't have to like ask anybody else what you want to do. And I think that that's really true, but you're literally forced to ask yourself what you want. You have to slow down and take a moment to ask yourself and only you what you want to do and how you want this experience to go. And that's something that I've always been really bad at. Ask my friend, Michael, I've always been really like someone that wants to make sure that everybody feels very accommodated. And if somebody wants to do something, I'm never one to be like, oh, but I want to do this because I just, I know that I'll find happiness and I'll go with the flow with whatever anybody chooses. And I think there's a lot of self-respect that can be learned when it comes to solo traveling, especially as a woman, because I think this is like a common woman problem not problem. It's just kind of a conditioning. So I guess all of this to be said, my, my, my tips on starting with this, I would say is find two things maybe. Now the second one's going to kind of depend on your budget. One, find a place that you feel comfortable going. So like, say for example, you, you've traveled to France a couple of times you feel fairly comfortable with how the train system works and maybe you speak a little bit of French, maybe you don't, but say you've been to like a European city. So you're like, okay, Europe for me is, it's a, it's a nice step for me to push myself, but it's not like I'm going somewhere I've never been. Potentially that could be a good place for you to start to take your first solo trip because you're experiencing it in a different way, but it's not like you're going to someplace completely different and completely new. Um, I think that would be my first tip. The second tip, just so that you're not like terribly stressed about money, is 
I would go somewhere that, um, that, that has hostels, like I said, not just for like the money part of it. Cause they do sometimes tend to be a little cheaper. I think people are recognizing the value of hostels, kind of like they're realizing the value of like thrifting. <laughs> so prices are going up a bit, but they still tend to be cheaper than staying at an Airbnb by yourself. Um, but maybe find a country, um, or like a city that tends to be a little bit less expensive. So, um, oftentimes it's a little bit cheaper to like Costa Rica is a great example because Costa Rica tends to be really safe. Um, it's really common for there to be other backpack. That's a better way of putting it. Find a place where there are a bunch of other like backpackers because other places where there are people that are traveling and backpackers and expats tends to be places that have hostels, have good transportation around the country, um, or potentially good transportation as well as are affordable enough. And when I say affordable, it's, it's relative to like an American kind of, uh, not salary, but, um, you know, the American currency. So I am, I recognize that that's affordable is very relative. Um, I'm just, you know, speaking out of my experience as an American. I think those are the two major tips I have when it comes to finding the confidence to travel by yourself and realizing that it's okay for you to take up space. Like, don't shrink yourself down or make yourself kind of want to disappear because you're scared of being there alone. No, like the pe- when you look around in a train station and you see other people there that are holding a backpack or helping their kid and you think, oh, wow, like they bought a train ticket and they're here and they deserve to be here. You have no idea where they're coming from or what their life story is or if they have money or if they don't have money or anything. And I think knowing that and knowing that their story is like totally unknown to you is actually really freeing and just recognizing that like your story deserves to be there as well and again with the cliches but like holding your chin high making sure your chin is level to the ground um being as of course prepared as you can be um those are those are all things that are that are going to be helpful for you and this is something that I can talk about more like if people want me to talk about I mean screw it I'm probably going to anyways right but if people want to hear more about like oh I'm a solo traveler but there's practical details like what the heck what currency do I use where and oh my god can I like use my phone while I have my phone available with signal and I definitely suggest having a phone um you know just in case but I do know people that have traveled without a phone or like wi-fi or anything and they also make it work you just need to like be creative use your resources we're so addicted to our phones and we're so like reliant on them for everything um that we forget like people are people are really friendly (laughs) and if you're in a train uh most likely there's going to be a train conductor or somebody that's there to help you or just ask, <clears throat> ask people directions or ask people 
what time it is or where they can where you can buy a train ticket or anything really i mean i think we've kind of forgotten the art of of like teaching and and learning and passing information that's part of what it is to to be a human and that's the foundation of a relationship and I mean when I ask a stranger a question and I get a smile from them and then I smile at them those are moments that I remember and that's it I I just I just love that and people are not meant to be scared you're not meant to be scared of them um most people are friendly and most people are, are going to want to help you. Um, so, yeah. If there's anything else you want to hear about, let me know. But this is kind of my initial thoughts at midnight about solo traveling. As a woman that is very cautious and low-key has anxiety. <laughs> Honestly... Traveling by myself has helped with my anxiety because I don't have to think about anybody else. I only, again, only have to ask what I want to do and I can take as much time to think about it and to like wander around as I want. And sometime I'll talk about my, my trip to Sicily um, when I <laughs> walked around a fruit market for like 10 minutes contemplating if I wanted to go back to the sandwich shop, but that's a totally different story. Um, if you're debating solo traveling, do it. Absolutely do it. Um, you will not regret it. And I can say that with absolute certainty. If you have anxiety, like I said, it honestly, it kind of helps my anxiety because you're like forced to live in the present and anxiety is just like taking you to other places to like worry about other shit that hasn't even happened or whatever. So Solo travel if you have anxiety. Unpopular opinion. Um, that's it. That's all. Okay. I love you guys. And I'll talk to you very soon. Okay, goodbye.